Ba -ba -ba -ba. <laughs> You're annoying. <laughs> I'm loving it. Hey, you guys. Hello, friends. Welcome back to a new episode. Um, we've been away for a little bit. Have we? I think people got used to us posting every week in February, and they're like, "Where are you guys?" I'm like, "Look, I'm in school. This Sorry. is our regular schedule, so <laughs> we get it in where we can." Mm -hmm. um but we appreciate you guys asking and inquiring and um you know just listening in general so but we do have some things to talk about in this new episode um and being that it is march and women's history month and you know just a celebration of what it is to be a woman um we want to feature some women on our podcast. Some amazing women that we know. By there you go. Um, not that we're not, you know, girl power and female support year round, but it's extra in March. The emphasis is in this month for sure. Exactly. So I'm going to take it away. Um, should I introduce? Yeah. Or, okay. So I'm sure you guys have heard us talk about this podcast on our um, podcast before, but their podcast is called Not So Peachy. It's by Chanel and Danielle. Um, do you guys want to introduce yourselves or? Hi guys. You guys have heard it's Danielle, Danielle before, right? <laughs> I'm back. Hey guys, my name is Chanel. Okay, so do you guys want to tell them what Not So Peachy is a little bit about? Well, Not So Peachy is about the two of us who are transplants to Atlanta. We're talking about dating, relationships, sex, all the fun stuff that just <laughs> happens when you're single. Yeah, definitely. The fun stuff, the ups and the downs of, you know, dating in a city like Atlanta. So, mm -hmm. I mean, it's a pretty good podcast. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> so we're so glad to get, to have you guys on. Um, and like Fatu said, it's, it is Women's History Month. So us all being women, we really feel like it's important to touch on sisterhood and how we impact one another. You know, I do feel like all of us are women's women. Do you guys agree? Yeah. yeah. Um, so I feel like for us, it's like, it's pretty easy to have this conversation, you know, because we support each other. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. D&D. <laughs> it was my mama. <laughs> we support each other already. So um yeah, we really just wanted to get into sisterhood definitely in this episode and um, definitely black sisterhood within the community. Yeah. And then just kind of like our role models and women we look up to and how they've had an impact on the women we've become today. Perfect. Couldn't have said it better myself. Um, so just to kick it off, we have a few questions, um, that we want to, you know, thoroughly discuss and get everyone's opinion on. Um, so the first one is what are your thoughts on how women treat one another when it comes to, um, being supportive about, you know, like our dreams, our goals, um, what does that support look like for you and your individual lives or, you know, just what you've seen? um as far as me I feel like the people that are in my like circle they're very supportive and I feel like they also make sure that I stay accountable because I'll be off track <laughs> I'll be off accountability track. is important <laughs> not everyone can keep you accountable it's hard some people are enablers yeah, yeah. I used to be an enabler I, I still am Honestly. especially when it comes to food like so when you just said oh Foxy, like when I'm grabbing the snack or grabbing something I don't want to eat I'm like 
girl, I'm probably gonna take a bite. So what are you talking about? <laughs> Like, why are you asking me these things? They're so difficult. Yeah, I struggle with enabling myself. So I definitely think about how like people are in my corner and they're kind of like, now you said that you weren't going to do that, especially when the moon would be on me. (laughs) (laughs) Moon would be on me. You were like, oh, my stimmy. I did, my, I did pay she my. I did pay my. You did a good do. job with that, which I'm proud of you. I went above and beyond. But you said you were gonna stop after that, so I was just like, "How you?" But I didn't. Card? I didn't use no credit card money. I used money on my bank account. So Still. that's that's um that is a step in the right direction. Okay, we'll take. We'll take. I'll take it. <laughs> we'll take that for now. <laughs> How about you, Chanel? Um, the question was, what do I feel like? There's supportive women in my life. Yeah, um, actually I do. I don't have a lot of female friends, but I do feel like the female friends that I do have, um, they definitely encourage me to be the best version of myself. Um, this might sound corny, but my my mom is like literally the one. Um, she's super supportive of like a lot of things that I do and with her being like strict Jamaican and not agreeing with a lot of things that I do, just having her support means a lot to me. So um, I could definitely say I have supportive women in my life. Mm. Okay. How about you, Um. Yes, all the supportive, not all, excuse me. A lot of the supportive women in my life are here at this table with me slash on Zoom. (laughs) Don't look at me like that. So um, I do think, I feel like um, as I get older, I'm like getting a better relationship with my mom. Um, So I would definitely include her in that list. And pretty much any friend that I keep in my life, because y'all know how I am about friends. I talked about this on the other On our friends. Right. Any friend that I have in my life that is female are my supporters for sure. Yeah. I agree. I think I've, I've just been so blessed to have like a good group of girlfriends and they are like the best they're just drama free they I don't know they just have my back and that support is really unmatched because I know that there's a lot of people out there that are like seeking it and for me to be able to like be able to have a representation of that and you know whenever somebody accomplishes something like someone gets into grad school or someone does something like spectacular we're gonna be right there the first ones to be mm-hmm. like oh my goodness you know so we should yeah. a group chat for the people that don't have the support just email us yeah I think it makes a, <laughs> definitely a world of a difference right do you feel like women can genuinely be friends without hatred jealousy you know, wanting, not wanting the best for them or acting like pettiness, acting (laughs) like they want the best for you, but they really don't. They really want to see you fail. Mm. I I can already answer that question. I do feel like women can do that. Yeah. Um, You just have to have a a kind soul. I feel like Um, it's not hard to support others and it's not hard to be happy for other people. I don't know why some people have such a hard time with that. Mm, Yeah, I understand. I think sometimes there's two classifications, right? So you have your supporters, but then the other people that are blatantly not going for whatever you're trying to do or like downplaying your ideas or whatever, those are just called haters. Exactly. And I I hate, I don't understand. What's the point of front of me? I think that's so toxic. (laughs) And I'm just like, why are you here? Like to like sabotage me, but like, at least if you're going to sabotage me, do it to my face. Or don't act like don't, you're my friend. Yeah, don't pretend to be like, you support me. And then like, when I get an opportunity or something happens for me that I've been wanting for a while, mm-hmm. then you're like, all of a sudden it's hush, hush. 
Like you're not, you're rooting for me in my corner during my struggling, but not during my victories. And I don't Mm -hmm. like that. I don't know if it's, sorry. I don't know if it's rooting for you while you're struggling. Some people act like they're there to support you while you're struggling. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's fake, but it's fake. They kind of still keep you down Mm -hmm. because they're happy that you're down and they're like, oh, well, it's going to get better. They're looking sad in your face. But then as soon as they turn their back, they're, they're grinning like the devil. So, <laughs> so, not the devil. Yes. People really wish. Like you said, it's about your downfall. spirit because you know what you're saying, like about your soul, like it's really about your spirit. Like yeah. I, you know, we're people that we don't have any ill will against anybody because why mm-hmm. would I do that? Yeah. I don't have time. Right. Yeah. Honestly, for me, I feel like yes you can be genuine friends and I'm always usually genuinely wanting people to win and it just blows my mind because I've had friends that like literally get a disagreement and they're like complete 360 and I'm just mm-hmm. like well I thought we were friends like where did all this come from yeah, you so should be able to work it out. I don't understand why you're basically throwing all this at me but I think you can definitely be genuine friends and I'm definitely as I get older, have found more people that I feel like are genuine and don't have like an ulterior motive or don't have some other like hidden agendas. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or have this secret hatred for me that they release when I make them upset. Like, but at least, you know, if somebody's feeling like that, that means you're doing something right, mm-hmm. you know, or doing something that they wish they could have done because yeah. that's the only reason pe- people hate you when they love you. Or when they want to be when when they want to be right. Mm-hmm. That's so. true. I just posted a, a reel yesterday, mm-hmm. and this girl was talking about how people go around and they'd be like, "Oh, well, she thinks she's the shit." I never said that. You <laughs> yeah. think I'm the right. shit, <laughs> and if you think I'm the shit, then I I, mean, I guess that's you just the correct title. Of but I never <laughs> told you that I was the shit. You thought that in your mind, so mm-hmm. that's your fault. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Let you know. Um. I feel like it's people who go through transitions. I feel like sometimes, like Danielle said, you know, you, people start out as genuine friends. And then I think because I'm more of like a benefit of the doubt type of person, I try to factor in a lot of stuff that's going on in people's lives. So sometimes it's not that they're not happy for you. They don't know how to be happy for you because they're so boggled down by things that are just you know hurting them and like yeah. you I think somebody mentioned it, either it was you Luna or Fatu you said it's just more of this security thing they're not at a place where they can be genuinely happy for you because yeah. there's something going on in their life and that's why I wanted to piggyback off of like you know they want to be you sometimes it's not that they want to be you they don't know how to who they are themselves so yeah. when they see other people going through a lot of stuff they're just like wait am I supposed to be doing that is this supposed to be happening so then that's when you know like you said the fakeness comes in or you know the smiling behind my you know grinning behind my back when I'm doing some fucked up shit sorry some messed up stuff so when it comes to it I really feel like it's a maturity thing and security thing because we have to be able to take accountability like it's not that I'm not happy for this person I'm not happy with myself right now yeah but I feel like I get that perspective if if we're friends you know I feel like that that can be communicated yeah you should be Um, vulnerability there yeah and I know that's hard because a lot of people have a lot of pride and yeah. it's hard to break down those walls to be vulnerable with someone and be real with them just be like I'm not the, at the place that I thought I was going to be at you yeah. know by x amount of time and I see those things happening for you and while I am happy for you it's hard for me to express it because 
it's just like I just keep getting the short end of the stick each time yeah right I understand how that's defeating but um like you said I think you just have to if it's getting to a place where it's just you're just really upset about it you're gonna have to let it out at some point and just like let them know like hey like this is how I'm feeling you know and if that means you have to take a step back or like try to work on improving things you have to do that I feel like when that happens and I feel like I'm other people are doing stuff, I feel like that gives me motivation to get my mm-hmm. yep. together Same. to like Same. be like, you see they doing it. There's no reason that you can't. You need to change X, Y, and Z to do that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there are also some people that are just don't have that mindset. And yeah. just, instead of them saying like, I need to change something about myself to get to where I want to be they just are kind of like well why that person yeah so and that's why I was saying the accountability you know making sure that you can say like I messed up right now this is not other people around me yeah but the thing with that too is like sometimes people don't know the difference between letting people know of their achievements and bragging Mm -hmm. um there's no need for bragging um and also I feel like you know how you're saying Chanel sometimes you feel like you need to be at a certain place in your life as like similar to this other person but you're not I feel like Mm -hmm. society is also trying to like rush everybody's lives Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. I think on Twitter on Twitter I always see like maybe every other day somebody in their early 20s buying a house I'm 19 I bought a house yeah I got my first car and it's a Maserati you know like my gosh let's be realistic (laughs) yeah like we're we're still developing every day we're still work as long as you're working towards it you're doing something right yeah I saw on Twitter as well but it was on the opposite spectrum like the girl was saying she was like I'm 22 I'm 22. I'm 22. And I was like, girl, you're right. Because she literally had to remind herself that she was this age and that she didn't have to be at a certain point. You know, yeah. Like the way that she was measuring her success, Mm -hmm. it wasn't fitting for her. And that's okay. Like, because you have time, like you are young. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? Go ahead, Danielle. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, I was just going to say, I have to remind myself that like when I was growing up, literally, from like mid-teens until now my brain has been like you have to get this 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 and this done Mm -hmm. by 30 Mm -hmm. and now I'm only five years from 30 so I'm like it's looking real unlikely (laughs) but you're still working on it though you're still um it's not like you have either gone backwards or decided not to go through with it at all so that's what matters but it's just it is a lot of pressure like from the outside world because it's like supposed to be married supposed to have kids which i'm not having just let y'all know that again um (laughs) supposed to have a house you're supposed to be traveling the world and financially free and it's like stable i'm like it's a lot of shit going on right now going got debt yeah school you know what i think it is too i think like people glorified adulthood when we were younger because oh, yes. <laughs> they were just like TV. oh my gosh you have to do x y and z you get to do this that and the third and I'm like it's not really like that because I was texting my friend the other day and she was like um she was like yeah you know I'm just trying to you know get through this adulting thing and I was like I don't think people know how to adult like we, we literally just so wake up ways to do and we put one foot in front of the other and then we just get it done in our own ways but there's no way to like be a successful adult like even adults don't have it figured out right. i mean we've been adults so. i am adult adult me i wanted to speak on the fact that you know being the eldest one out of all of us i think that the mindset of oh yeah you know we're young you know we're in our early 20s it'll get done I want to say, I believe that to an extent Mm -hmm. because being 28, like Danielle said, I felt like there's certain things that I thought that I would have accomplished, but there's also a lot of things that I felt like I would have gotten done like for sure already. And I'm like, okay, but I didn't do that yet. Mm -hmm. So 
and I think being closer to 30 and wanting to have kids and wanting certain things, I feel like I'm running out of time. Mm -hmm. So I do, you know, want to say like when you're in your twenties, if you have opportunities to do things to advance yourself, do that. Don't, you know, you know, the whole 19 and buying a house thing, that's a little crazy (laughs) Um, because you don't know where you're going to be by 25. But if you're 23, 24, 25, and you have an opportunity to invest in in a business or invest in property or do certain things, do that because by the time you do get to 30 you can say I own this so you know I own that so around you guys this age not saying that I'm significantly older than you guys like I'm like the grandma of the group but around you guys this age (laughs) if you guys definitely have an opportunity to jump on things that could benefit you Mm -hmm. do that because like my mom she has stocks in Disney that are in my name and you know what I'm saying? You got you think about that. You know what I'm saying? So certain things you kind of got to think ahead and things like that, like yeah. that Bitcoin thing, the stocks thing, get into that because by the time we're getting older, like yeah. we talk about on our podcast, and I think I do believe I heard an episode where you guys were talking about it, residual income. Mm-hmm. You yes. want that money to be coming in. So by the time you are 35, yo, where you want to travel to? Where you where you going? Bora 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 Bora. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You you could you know what I'm saying? By the time you're 35, you can literally be like, oh, it's Thursday. I want to go to Bora Bora and swipe your card and not even have to check your account. Well, by so the time I, 35, I just want to buy Bora Bora. <laughs> so I'm just saying, like, when you guys get to that like 24, 25 age, any opportunity that you have, definitely jump on it. Cause I feel like I've missed out on some good opportunities, especially property-wise. Yeah. You know, that's money you can make in your sleep yeah that's, that's true. true but you know if you don't know better you won't do better either right so mm-hmm. i would i understand what you're saying i think that's great advice but you know obviously had you known then what you know now oh, yeah it's something different yeah, you know what i mean so i get that and i i appreciate you for you know giving us that advice and you know supporting us in that way um but on the flip side i want to talk about the rift that there is um in the black community as well um when it comes to women and sisterhood and what do you guys think is like the number one thing causing that division black men men <laughs> not me not me i haven't finished my sentence <laughs> <laughs> <Jeopardy>. <laughs> black men for <laughs> no i i really do okay. believe that it's men mm-hmm. and not trying to say that it's all their fault but i feel like we just like that beyonce song since we've grown up we've been taught that we're supposed to do this and do that for men and we're supposed to find a husband and we're Mm -hmm. supposed to take care of the house and do all of this and then you have to think about the fact that there's not that many men in the world compared to women yes Mm -hmm. so then it's always a competition it's always oh i want to be better than this girl or that girl what does she have that i don't have and i feel like a lot of that falls into like genuine relationships and Mm -hmm. making friends becomes a competition because I've seen so many girls that are have been friends for years and then a a man comes around and it's like oh well why she think why she think that she should be able to talk to him or this that like who she thinks she is she thinks she cute she thought she was cute before he got here so what's the difference like that's supposed to be your friend friend. exactly like and I feel like that definitely can cause a rift and whether that be somebody getting in a relationship and their friend feels like they're being neglected or they feel like they're being left behind or left Mm -hmm. out or them trying to fight to get to a man or whatever but I feel like that does put a big rift in so many different areas between friendships and women it's crazy 
I also think just in the Black community, a lot of our goals stem around having one another. So like for Black men, a, a lot of them compete with each other too for women, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but like you said, there's a lot more women than there are men. So they, I don't know, like with them, you know, money is such a big factor. So mm-hmm. that kind of, men, let me not talk about men because we're not talking about men. But <laughs> <laughs> but for women, definitely the, um, the, the ratio is a huge thing that's separating us as well as, just not knowing thyself I feel like knowing who you are what you're capable of and then like you said being jealous or seeing other people do what they what they know they're capable of or at least trying it brings a lot of Mm self-hatred um but then it's it's, yeah and it spews spews out on other people um Mm -hmm. even though it's about you so yeah yeah um, I agree with the men thing. Um, the only thing that I think is like, first of all, black women are the most educated group ever. So I'm just like, and then when you guys said that, I was like, you know, wow, like that really is maybe like our relationship with black men mm-hmm. based on our past or what we've seen is in a way like our Achilles heel. Mm-hmm. Um, like it holds us back in some way. Um, but for me, it's not so much about the men. Um, it's more so about um just like the way that we're pitted against each other um I feel like competition is the main thing um and I don't know why that's a thing it's just like that's that's the black culture though the black culture is to always be your very best whether it's better than and then we're very much like going off and like what we have I wonder if that stems from slavery music it stems from slavery that's how Africans are too. Yeah. Africans are always we're like, always taught that we have to be two times as better, and, and and then even when we com- even when we are not even when we are competing against each other, our parents have always instilled in us to be two times as better. My, yeah. I went to a mixed school growing up, and then I went to a predominantly black school, and my mom has always told me you got an 80 something, but she got a 90 something. Mm -hmm. So what are you saying here? So it's always been something. And I don't think our parents are instilling on us competition. Mm -hmm. They're instilling us to not be mediocre. Right. And and that's what it is because as black people, as soon as we walk in the room, we're viewed as less than as soon as we walk in the room. So I think, you know, with you guys being African and you know, culture wise, we are just taught you have to do better. Yeah. You have to strive for your very best because growing up, 92 didn't cut it in my house. My mom goes, what happened to the other eight points? Nope. 92 no. was not going on the fridge. <laughs> it was not going on the fridge. My mom, my mom <laughs> wasn't that strict. <laughs> my mom wasn't that strict on me, but I do, I have heard and seen parents say like you bring home an A and they're like, but you could have got an A plus. I'm like, yeah, come on yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I've experienced yeah, that. And always. in one sense, I do agree with what you're saying culturally, Chanel. Like in one sense, it's like, yeah, like you're proving yourself as, you know. Worthy. Quote, I wouldn't quote, even say worthy. But that's what they made it feel like. Yeah, I know. I would yeah. just say your abilities. But, um, but on the other hand, it's kind of detrimental because it's like, well, if I don't do that, then. What am I? Exactly. Like, so I'm like, yup. You know, I feel like our parents literally equated our success to our value. Yeah, like literally, just the title it made who you were. Yeah, 
Mm-hmm. It really did. Like it, it, it's just something about it. And that's why I think the whole idea of getting, yeah, but the idea of you have to get married, you have to have kids, you have to do these things in that order is because it looks good. It really, really does look good. And that's why I think another thing culturally, when we do things in a different order and it kind of goes against what our parents think we should do, it is such a thing where I don't know if you guys feel it. It's like a disappointment. Like, oh, oh, my sure. gosh. I, oh my gosh. Like everything, anytime I mess something up, I always think, I'm like, God, what is my mom going to say? That's is, your first reaction. Like, is your fear disappointing your parents? Like, do you think mm-hmm. about that every single day of your life or is it just me? No. <laughs> I mean, I don't think every single day. My main goal in life is to make my parents proud. Oh my gosh. If I do nothing else in my life, if my mom says she's proud of me, literally when my mom says she's proud of me it literally it it sends a shiver through my soul because I know because our parents work so hard to make sure that we are the way that we are and to make sure that we are like knocking not knocking people over the head and not stealing and doing all these things so the effort that they put in I feel like they did a really good job because we want to give that back to them yeah Mm -hmm. well I think it's a little different for me though like I feel like y'all have more similar like backstories and upbringings but I feel like Yes, I would be very upset if I upset if I disappointed my mom, but I don't feel like my whole life depends on keeping her happy. Like I feel like I definitely grew up and she was strict. She wasn't that strict though, but to the point where I knew what was right right from wrong and I knew what I was supposed to be doing. Yeah. But I didn't right. feel like if I messed up, it was gonna be the end of the world. Now I did sometimes like in school <laughs> I got a C I remember I worked so hard to get an A in this class and I ended up with a C and I cried <laughs> I cried yeah, my mom was like you did a good job well, I was like it's okay I was bawling because I was like I literally did all this work and I still got to see like that's not okay oh for that our parents our parents would have criticized us first and then patted us on the back after <laughs> yeah my mom yeah and they'd be like, Why? Why? like what and then 20 minutes later are you okay Com- right are you okay <laughs> But what I did want to say was, um, oh my God, I forgot. Oh, oh Lord. it's okay. It'll come back. It's okay. Um, uh, oh, it's, I think it's also because, you know, we, we didn't really, we, of course, we didn't see our parents grow up, but we could only hear mm-hmm. stories. Mm-hmm. So like our dad would always tell us stories about how he would walk to school and how he mm, had to like, God. turn to like um, do his homework. And even yeah. though a while you hear you're like okay dad like I get it but mm-hmm. that's a real life he had to live yeah. you know and he and my he mom does his thing. busts his ass to come to America for us mm-hmm. to have a better yeah he so even does like this thing where him. like our dad asks us a lot I know we're not talking about men but I do want to <laughs> give a little <laughs> shout out to dad because he deserves his credit where it's due but like he would literally ask us all the time like did you eat like mm-hmm. that is his only thing that he like consistently asks us did you eat Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, that I ate already. And he's like, Are you sure you're not hungry? I'm like, yeah. Yes. Are you trying to fat me up? Like, I'm like, like, cereal for dinner. He'll be like, he's like not cereal. <laughs> but yeah. So then he told us later on, way later, the reason why he does that is because he grew up and he would miss meals mm-hmm. and yeah. not sometimes have food on the table. And then he said the one thing that he ever wanted to do as a parent was to make sure that his kids are able to eat. Oh, you guys are gonna make me cry. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, no, please sorry. Don't cry. <laughs> But no. like that's what he told us, and it was just like so crazy because it's like at first it seemed like at first okay, it just seemed yeah, like why like, are you pestering me? But when you get to the root of it, like it just it shows how sense. much someone can care for you, you know. All right, y'all. Um, <laughs> really quick, 
really quick, I just wanted to kind of tie in and kind of just answer the question of like yeah. what might cause the riff. So for me, it's not really black men because I don't play that man thing with my friends. Like it's always my friends before anything else because I always feel like my relationship when it prospers it's going to prosper but my friends you know some don't those are things you have to work on because those are people that are going through constant changes your relationship you can keep your eye on but with friends they're going through changes so you have to watch them so that's not really an issue with me yeah. but for me I think just to kind of tie in what you said and what you said it's more of like for me when it comes to riffs with women it's usually a cultural thing I feel like certain things that I grew up understanding as a definition of friendship or genuineness or certain things, other people have different definitions of that. And maybe my definition is deeper or their definition is deeper. So as I get older, I'm learning different people's spectrums. Yeah. That's because great. I'm learning that, but yeah, I'm, I'm learning that it's not that this person is a bad person. Cause you know, like you said, you, you have friends with somebody, you be friends with somebody and then they'll be quick to write you off. So I'm, I'm trying to get into the space of, it's not that this person is a bad person. They have different spectrums than I do. Yeah. And they, they so if, knowing. Yeah. And if I want this person to be in my life and I see something in this person, that's going to add something to my life. And I want to add something to that person's life. I have to understand and recognize the spectrums. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I can give the example of like ours and Danielle's friendship because like you said with the cultural thing, um, a lot of times when stuff would just happen with our family or whatever, she'd be like, she would, you know, she would give us <laughs> advice and that was the advice that she knew of and that's so what funny. she lives My by. My advice is not feasible like, apparently. No, it's not, it's not, not <laughs> no. feasible. Look, no, literally I was going to say that's one, have certain goals. that's one of the things that I admire about you that you are a very independent thinker and your actions don't necessarily have to rely or like you don't have something tying you to, you know what I mean I and like, I, of course I know and I'm, and I'm happy that you have that relationship me too with your I'm so happy that you have that relationship with your family um and I admire that that's why I'm like you know that seems great and all in an ideal world that would be awesome <laughs> but girl when I have to meet with them on Sunday it's gonna be a different scenario so thank you for your advice but I'm gonna just have to yeah it's different I mean? looking from outside looking in versus yeah. um growing up that way and having like certain stuff instilled in your mind like this is how it has to be or this is what I have to do in order to get peace of mind right. I think um, I think that I think for me that just comes from knowing my mom's background mm -hmm. and how she grew up she basically gave us whatever we wanted and oh I mean even <laughs> granted neither <laughs> That sounds bad. That sounds like I'm a bad kid. But like, Muna, Muna said, "Oh, that's nice." <laughs> I want to be a different parent than my parents as well. But the reason that it was like that, and I don't want to get into it because it's real deep. Mm -hmm. and she didn't have that, so yeah. she told me that that's why that's how I grew up, and that's just something that she wanted to make sure. Just like you said, your dad wants to make sure you ate. Mm -hmm. She wants to make sure we have food. She didn't care if she couldn't pay whatever. We had food, we had lights, and we were happy to yeah. have whatever we needed and wanted. Yeah. So I think that also- Which is important to do. I think it also- As long as you is can. put mm -hmm. on me that I'm kind of like independent from people because my mom made sure that I could do whatever I wanted to do whenever I wanted mm -hmm. to. And she let me make my own decisions because she didn't have that luxury growing up too. Yeah. So I know that that also is kind of like, so when I be saying like, oh, well, I'm, I ain't worried about what they're talking about. I'm about to do what I want to do. That's just where that comes from yeah. because I've been able to really make decisions and do stuff 
how I want to do it. And granted, of course, my mom has put her foot down and said no to some stuff. But for the most part, I've been given the freedom, especially when I went to college. It was deuces. My mom was like, I miss you. I haven't talked to you in three months. Like, I, I feel like so it sounds like it was a conscious effort on her part at yeah. least to make sure that you had that upbringing yeah but so, our, our lives honestly sound like two extremes and it mm-hmm. really should just be like a balance of both I feel like yeah. it should have incorporated elements from both sides That's um, true. but there's no right way or wrong way to raise somebody and balance I mean, my mom so was hard to my mom was trying to get stricter light. towards the end I was looking at her like all now, these years now, now yeah that's crazy because when my mom does like jokes and stuff like like she like when I turned 18 she started making like sex jokes with me and I was like inappropriate oh. you're getting way too lenient so yeah. it's funny how your mom tried to get stricter and my mom tried to be the chill mom and like sometimes I'm just like can you not do that can you like be my mom and she's like I am but you're older now and I'm like no that's my mom do that. that's my mom I, I, it's weird it's yes, weird parenting our parents now yes. they'll be like what what, is like, like, what are you doing? talking about she called me I'm like and I'm the same way I know you're the same way I talk to my mom like three times a day. I don't care. When I call her, I'm like, hey, mom. She's like, how you doing, stalker? I'm like, you doing? How are you? <laughs> uh, oh, my mom, she, she, but she picks up every single call because oh, no, my it's just, my calls. <laughs> it's just like, oh yeah, she's been, she did that the other day. She hit me with the sorry, can't talk right now. And oh, I immediately, I immediately called my brother and I was just like, where is mommy? <laughs> <laughs> she was watching TikToks. She <laughs> declined my call for TikToks. <laughs> Yeah. my mom stays sending me tiktoks the evolution okay. i'm hot too i put, I, this whole so I put this on here i don't know how y'all feel about it so mm-hmm. i said is having and this is very um what's the word like not as literal oh okay i put quotation marks yes this is very figurative language is having the white woman as a mentor the reason why we're behind today slash not where we should be as a group and I say that sorry I say that by like not when I say mentor is that for a very long time we've always kind of seen white mm -hmm. women on a certain pedestal Mm -hmm. and that that's this is the norm this is what we should be looking like this is what we should follow Mm -hmm. yes (laughs) ma'am did she raise her hand (laughs) absolutely not growing up my mom mom, always instilling me the black woman. We had black Santa Clauses, black Mrs. Clauses. My mom went, she drove miles out to make sure that we understood black Barbies, things like that. Like my mom made sure we understood the black woman. Mm-hmm. Um, I never, and it wasn't something where she was just like, oh, F the white woman. It, it was just, she let me understand that as a black woman, especially as a dark skinned black woman, mm-hmm. that there are women that look like me that have achieved greatness. Love that. So I, I can't speak on that one. I can't. <laughs> but, but you've seen it though. Like you see, you see how. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I don't know. Like I, I feel like after a while, it's just kind of become like, oh, this is cute to try out. You know, like contacts, mm-hmm. like colored contacts, for example, or, mm-hmm. um, you know, there was a whole straightening your hair. Yeah, there's a yes. whole shift between um us wearing natural hair and then us having 30 inch black weave even though it's cute which it's we can cute. do all of the above yeah it's mm-hmm. cute but, but has mm. has it gone too far to the point where women aren't appreciating oh excuse me black women aren't appreciating who they are in general mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. are too also i think this is partially black men fault too yeah. because black men like these things 
mm-hmm. if they're being honest with themselves. A lot of Black men like when we have our mm, that exotic quote unquote. Yeah, like I don't bye. but <laughs> I am exotic to me. I'm just like okay. But a lot mm-hmm. of Black men do like these things, and I feel like you know black women like you said since there's a lesser population of black Mm -hmm. men we do try to live up to these standards in order Mm -hmm. to to get one oh my gosh i definitely think that that was more so the case before Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like i feel like we as black women have definitely kind of planted our feet and said this is who i am Mm -hmm. and you're going to accept me in all my blackness Mm -hmm. but i definitely think like because i can remember like middle school high school everybody wanted to have perms and Mm -hmm. people wearing color contacts and I definitely think that that could be the reason for some setbacks but not all yeah but I definitely do think that we have snapped out of it and this generation broke that you know because even for us us, we went natural Mm -hmm. I think I went natural before pretty early yeah I went natural like I don't even remember there wasn't even that many YouTube videos Uh about naturals no there was no information on how to care for natural hair at that time except for except for the the desirable quote-unquote hair natural 85 shout Mm -hmm. out to her because she was one of like the only people at the time Mm -hmm. that was like showing oh i think we all but she also had long natural (laughs) hair too so i think we all went natural at the same time yeah yeah. because i went natural like what grade was that it was like 10th grade and i think it's something i could show you decided on our own right yeah because our parents like grew up at least our parents like um, hot combing and perming our hair but i think it's a realization that we as teenagers came up with on our own we're just like wait a hot second (laughs) this is how my hair grows out of my head okay what was sad sad, and it took me a long time to realize this is that we usually do those things when it's something we are happy about or mm-hmm. like an event mm-hmm. something where we feel like oh we need to look quote unquote good mm-hmm. yeah um but why is our natural hair good you know, i think like, why that isn't i think that it really stems down from the slavery days because <laughs> when i think about that my instant thought is that um madam cj walker movie that they put on netflix mm-hmm. and how they would i think it's gone now it's like a limited oh, yeah. series oh. and good. they were talking it was about- terrible I think it had a good message. No, because in the end of the movie, what happened? It turned out that Madam C.J. Walker stole the recipe from a light-skinned woman. And she was light-skinned because she was mixed race. That's terrible. Why did that have to be the reason why that was her claim to fame? Why couldn't she as a Black woman? Was that true, though? Because they said it we don't we don't i don't know if it's true but if that's no, not true no, no, no. why would you put that in the movie no you're right why would you put I, that I, in the movie that's not a positive message to end on um but i will agree that we grew up with the european standard of beauty yeah. being the standard of beauty and so, that was that was what we had to subscribe to like yeah that's what our parents knew their parents knew they were permanent their yeah, hair they were hot combing their shown on tv mm-hmm. exactly shown it was successful once you got and success so, you know, all these women that weren't nobody that are now dating rappers, mm-hmm. they had whatever hairstyles they was doing before, and now they got um, true glory, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> you know I hate true glory. The switch was so, like, like you, you didn't have no money, and you were like this, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, when you got money, you want to look like a white woman. Yeah. yeah. Why? No, because that's what is it's for one it's because that's what we saw but then for two it's because that's what's acceptable because Mm -hmm. we when we went to the black hair experience you know a lot of the slogans and things were my hair is not unprofessional and like all these things that were very uplifting but 
back in that time we didn't realize that like mm-hmm. i think there was literally an awakening because yeah, there was that was shift like, of people going natural they realize that like this is this is who i am so why do i need to change myself to make you happy or to be like this person that knows nothing of my struggles knows nothing of who i am as a person and anything that they're doing i probably am not gonna be on the same path as them even if i did exactly what they did Mm -hmm. because i am a black person i have been handed a different deck of cards Mm -hmm. and it's completely different so I feel like that's just something that was ingrained in our ancestors that has kind of been passed down, not necessarily intentionally, but it definitely that's what they has do. been has been being broken down in the last couple of years. And really, people are accepting themselves. Like just like yeah. when I decided to lock my hair, I was like, yeah. "Listen, I'm gonna have to quit if they come at me sideways." <laughs> I was like, "I don't have time." But there's a lot of locked people at my job, so now I'm like, yes. oh, "I'm fine." That's that's actually I'm glad you brought that up because that's actually one of the reasons why I want to lock my hair because hair is very important. You this know, hair a huge part of your identity how you take care of yourself, Mm -hmm. who you are, you know, it's a huge part. Yeah. Like I said, a huge part of your identity. Mm -hmm. And I feel like locking my hair is going to be like becoming one with myself in a sense. Mm -hmm. That's also why I got a lot of plants because I'm trying to become like one with the earth. And I feel like dreads just kind of, I don't know how to explain it, but you know what I mean? Like it's just, is mm. you know what's it's so great. ironic <laughs> is that you know the things that we were bashed for in the past that was looked down upon oh god they have come so full circle you know what my favorite one is <laughs> boxer, braids. Boxer, <laughs> boxer braids by kim k but we're the, we're the trend now is my thing we are the trend we are we've been the trend since the beginning of time so but it's we've only become the trend when it was emulated by someone else mm-hmm. that did not look like us like yeah, white women trying features. to wear corsets like and we they wanted to, to have a small waist approved. and the big booty look yeah we've seen y'all because <laughs> i'm like when they what used to wear corsets in the olden days mm-hmm. it was not cute they yeah. weren't they was not cute you're trying to suffocate yourself yeah um you know way back in the day like in the what, like 1900s when they had like the circuses and stuff like that yeah. black women were seen as freaks uh-huh. because of the fact that we had small waists what waists and um you know big booties and you know mm-hmm. pronounced features and things like that we were looked at as freaks yeah. so for the fact that there are a lot of women like you said kim k and things like that who are trying now, to dr. emulate Mi- black women dr miami making a killing I'm telling you man <laughs> but for the fact that for the fact that these women are working so hard to look like us mm-hmm. it's scary but it's so scary because they hate us so much okay. like you said you know do you guys feel like- if you're gonna ex- appreciate the exterior mm-hmm. then you need to love us for who we are yeah like i don't understand how you can separate that people. You know, I, I don't think you're um, either, but it's just like, why is the hatred there like so strong? Well, like I said before, people Built hate in. you when they want to be you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you guys think that? Honestly, I forgot my question. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay. I was like, dang, I don't remember the next well, word. Well, hopefully, it'll come back to you. Um, yeah, I just forgot mine a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, in what ways do you guys um think? Women joining forces, um, coming together, and supporting one another can have a positive impact. Like, what do you think the importance is? I think it's really important to just have that backing because mm-hmm. as Black people, we don't have that from the world as a whole. Mm-hmm. So we kind of have to build our own, like, 
group of people to cheer us on and that are really going to understand because if you go out into the work world quote unquote with Mm -hmm. all these white people you're usually looking for that black person that you can relate to yes that's going to understand what you're (laughs) going through at that time because they they're they're oblivious they don't understand they're like oh it's fine you're you're free we accept you like no we still are being held down by certain things to this day so we have to be our own cheerleaders i sometimes i think like privilege is like shades like literally literally i'm like can you take them off because literally they're just it's just so blinding to the point where it's like not only do they not know Mm -hmm. they're oblivious to it no but some people know some people some people do know a lot of actually a lot of white people sorry it's not like there aren't other races but this is where a lot of our issues come from a lot of white people are aware Mm -hmm. of what they have and what's going on they just act like they don't so they don't have to deal with it Mm -hmm. they are very aware i agree with that some people do do that yes because it's like just like those companies that randomly were like oh um, we're inclusive and this then the third they've been doing all this stuff the craziness is going on during um you know like they they know like sometimes in their business there's racism that's going on or mm-hmm. there there's stuff they that's don't unethical going feel on the need to address it. it sometimes until it becomes an issue for them for them and it hurts their pockets or you know whatever the case may be but you know that's a whole nother episode because we can get into the history if we want to dig into the history but Um, but to really quickly tie in the two and then from the opposite side um being a woman and in the workplace and being black and things like that um about four years ago I started working somewhere and it was all women but Mm -hmm. I was the only black woman Okay. Oh, wow. And it was a point where I felt uncomfortable because I was just like, I am the only black woman amongst these four women. Mm -hmm. And one of the women, she was black, but she was, her mom was like from Greece. So like she wasn't like fully black. So I was just like, okay. And I felt very uncomfortable. And literally one day they invited me out for drinks and I was just like, why are you inviting me out for drinks? (laughs) <laughs> and I'm like I don't want to go nowhere with y'all and I went and it was fine I actually had a good time two out of those four girls are my very best friends to this day and that was four years ago mm-hmm. and the two girls they're white and what I have to say is I feel like in that moment I was I made the situation uncomfortable okay because I was so used to trying to seek out the other black woman the other black person mm-hmm. I didn't realize that there were people that genuinely wanted to get to know me, regardless of their color. They really genuinely wanted to get to know me. Mm-hmm. And to know that four years to this date, we're still in a group chat that we talk in every day and they live in another state. Mm-hmm. And every time I go home, we hang out all the time. And it's like, I never left. That to me shows that like, I put myself in an uncomfortable situation. I made it awkward. Well, but that's, I be- can see that's that because too. that's what you were yeah I'm so used to it Mm -hmm. but at the same time you know not all white people are racist um right you know have bad intentions you know that's that's for any race and I love hearing stories like that I really do because at the end of the day we are all humans and I would love for more people to be able to connect and get to know one one another for like who they are um I've had a similar situation where I misjudged someone um that was a different race than me as well and um you know the more like like I those are the preconceived notions that I had in my head. I'm sure they had some about me as well, though. Yeah. But, you know, as soon as we were able to both 
as individual parties let go of that, you know, there was a great relationship that came out of that. So I see where you're coming from. And I don't think it's, I don't necessarily go into new settings like that and write off all the white people, but I'd be having my eye on them just in case. Because a lot of, you have to protect yourself. I do think that a lot of these people in these professional quote unquote settings be trying to catch you slipping. And I don't like that. Like they'll invite you out and be like, oh yeah, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. Like I've heard too many stories of people like Mm -hmm. just kind of making it seem like it's okay. And then you go hang out with them. Then you getting called in and they're like, well, they said that you went out and got a little drunk. Like some crazy shit that don't matter. (laughs) Like something crazy. I feel like with that, so it is wrong to assume, but there's nothing wrong with being weary um yeah based on facts right so a lot of the time a lot of the a lot of the stereotypes why people think about like that's bad about us those are false you know Mm -hmm. like not all of us do drugs or you know like we're not stupid stuff like that but when we hear stuff about another race that happens it's typically not a lie you know Mm -hmm. that stuff actually legitimately happens so it's like for them, I feel like they need to be a little bit more lax on their assumptions. And for us, we just need to be more weary and think this is a possibility, but I'm not going to go into this thinking like these people are out to get me. Yeah. You like know? not that it applies to them specifically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. I get that. I get that. Um, so we, um, I think when we were first talking, we we're talk literally you know, not on purpose, talking about women that inspire us and all of us that are moms. <laughs> so um, I just want to know, um, you know, aside, well, your mom included, um, but like, who are some of the women in your life that you look up to, um, that you consider as a role model that has helped shape the person you've become? You go first, Chanel. <laughs> I think you're the closest with the your mom. Seat. Um, it's literally just going to be my mom. Um, I think for me, it's more of a situation of my dad passed away when I was younger. Mm -hmm. So it's always just been me and her. Like it's always been because I have siblings, but I didn't get any siblings until I was like nine. Mm -hmm. So for the longest time, it was always just me and my mom. Mm -hmm. And then even after having siblings and then my mom parting from my stepdad, it's always been me and my mom. Mm-hmm. and watching what she goes through and things like that like from a very early age my mom had me setting up you know her online bills so I saw how much she had to pay for certain things mm-hmm. she, you know I saw how much you know I helped her do her schedule for work so I saw how many hours that she had to work and between that and all of us going to parochial schools and doing whatever activities that we wanted and having whatever we wanted and having experiences like when I was 14 I went to Switzerland like, you know what I'm saying? Like those things that my mom did, like she did that all by herself. So I can only hope to be half the woman that she is because God bless her. God bless her. And to be 51 and still doing these things and activities and things like that with my brother, I have a 14 year old brother and my mom still keeps up with every single thing that he's doing. Mm -hmm. She's amazing. Oh, I love that. Shout out to your mama. Yes. Make sure you tell her that too. Because it's important. I'm going to send this to her. I'm, I'm going to send this I'm to sure her so she her. knows. So that way she don't tell nobody that, you know, because she'd be like, she knows so ungrateful. She don't do nothing. I'm going to send this to her. 
Make sure she got it. Got a nice little copy. Right. Run it back. Leave <laughs> the time stamp. Everything. <laughs> How about you, Dale? Um. Well, I would say, for sure, my mom. I definitely feel like when I was growing up, I tried to distance myself from my mom. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I don't really have reasons. I, I was just like, meh. No, mom, you're old. You don't know anything. But no, I feel like we've grown a lot closer since I've been an adult and um, definitely have always looked up to her, whether I told her that or not. Mm-hmm. She's always been my goal because it's just like looking around my family. She's the one. She's the, she at the top of the food chain. <laughs> so I definitely have always looked up to her. Um Another person that I've always looked up to is my cousin. She was on Chanel and I's last episode. JC, everybody probably knows her. Well, I don't know if your podcast people know her, but um, they will now. Hey, <laughs> girl. <will. laughs> she forcefully integrated herself into my life. <laughs> she would not stop calling me, and now she's literally like my best friend. Um, she is not that much older than me, but she definitely has given me a lot to look up to and given me so much advice and really has made sure that I can be the best person that I can be and she definitely holds me accountable <laughs> so I really appreciate her that, for that and I also feel like Fatu too Aww. even though we're the same age I feel like when I met her I was like oh she got a lot more stuff going on than I do <laughs> I'm like let me take some notes and make sure that like I take down some of the great qualities that she has to better myself and I feel like definitely that has happened mm-hmm. I gotta go next because your topic of discussion so, <laughs> girl, so um definitely my mom too like Danielle was saying there was so I feel like my relationship with my mom for a long time wasn't that good um and I know mostly that was because of me um and we had like a conversation recently that I feel like kind of laid everything on the table so we're definitely more understanding of one another and we're actually getting a lot closer because there was a point in time you know I was telling you I was actually jealous of you and mom's relationship oh, yeah. um because I was just like why am I not like that with mom but I realized it was me it wasn't her all of the time <laughs> it was mostly me so I had to you know I had to do some fine tuning um and realize the effort and the work she put into to get us here you know um like we were saying earlier the the conditions that they grew up in were not fair um to even say that so for them to hustle the way that they did to come here um I can only imagine how much pain sweat tears that they went through to even you know raise us yeah Um, so she is definitely my role model because like you said Chanel I only wish to be half as strong if anything as my mom because she endures a lot of stuff even mm-hmm. to this day um and she doesn't talk about it no she doesn't she can't ever like, they yeah. never they never mean that much like she she first of all my mom knows perfect english okay and people still act like they can't understand her mm-hmm. you know her english is better than a lot of americans so <laughs> i it's like it's just stuff little stuff that really like because she has an accent yeah because she has an accent but that's disgusting I know but she's so articulate and it's like 
that would be a whole other topic yeah. too. <laughs> That's so disgusting. Are you serious? Yeah. yeah. People act like. Oh my gosh. Her, yeah. Both, both of our parents. And they try to belittle speech. her because of that. It drives me crazy. Yeah, right? it mm-hmm. does. And it's crazy because she's probably the smartest person in the damn room. Okay. Right? That's so crazy. Oh my gosh. My mom pays a lot of attention to detail. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So she, she's a, and her having grown up in Mali, like women were not supposed to be like smart or like, or, or think that they know stuff. So her being in America, my mom actually knows a lot. She knows a lot more than, not necessarily that she lets on, but that um, people expect of her. And she's very funny, actually. She's hilarious. She's so funny. So funny. I just be like, mom, what? <laughs> so I do, I really do appreciate her and I'm learning to appreciate her more every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and like Danielle said, my sister is literally my best friend. I know a lot of people don't believe in astrology, but like, don't make me stop this. Do baby. not cry. About to say she's a cancer, so you know she a cry baby for real. <laughs> and I'm a Virgo, so we're literally like a like a perfect pair. And um, we were so close growing up, and still we're close now, even though I wish we could be closer. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, but <laughs> I'm always, I'm always, always, always looked up to you. You're the, you're the only person like in my age group that was older than me that I could see like you know you were first generation college student like you there were times where you had to like Chanel please oh my god <laughs> y'all are in tears <laughs> listen <laughs> this is right. like me and mama me and mama on the same page right now because I'd be like look yeah, mom don't you dare I'm don't do it <laughs> I'm joining the thug life. I so. usually cry, bro. I cry with my little sister walks across the stage for her little perfect attendance certificate. <laughs> so y'all gotta stop. Y'all don't start the tears. I'm not good. At okay, I'm done. But you know, um, you also didn't have anybody like there to guide you through a lot of stuff. You had to figure out a lot of things on your own, especially with mom and dad not having been in America that long. So you you really did a lot to <laughs> pave the way for me Muhammad and Nene so I really appreciate you for that okay y'all Luna is breaking <laughs> my heart <laughs> oh my god <laughs> it's a little bit of a love fest going on but that's good you know you have to pour into the people that pour into you I yeah. wholeheartedly believe that um but no tears. Oh, <laughs> be like no tears no t- i don't care what's happening no tears the water in my cup <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> um so i i agree i you know echo a lot of your sentiments um and uh i will agree with Muna as far as like our relationship with my mother because I was a very rebellious teenager. <laughs> do All right, but in their eyes, I was rebellious. So anyway, I had a strange relationship with my mom. Probably about oh, I slammed the door and I didn't have 12. a door after that. <laughs> oh, yeah, I had a sheet. Probably about like 12 to like you know, like finishing college age. I had like a strange relationship with my mom. And I'm the type of person that like I have, I can't really miss you if you're in my vicinity at all times. Um, it takes me a little bit to like, you know, miss someone. And my mom, literally all this woman requests is that someone listen to her <laughs> and talk to her. Like she doesn't have any other requests in the world. She just wants, you know, you, you to have time for her. Um, so once I learned that, I was just like, wow, this shit is really easy. Like this is an easy equation that I was making more difficult and adding extra variables for no reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, it's taken some time and it's taken work on both of our sides, but 
we are in a place now um, that where we can share a lot of things with each other. Um, I can confide in her and know that it's going to stay where it's at. You know, um, as much as she's my mother, I feel like she's, she has my back and like, she's my confidant as well. Like, um, and I appreciate building that with her and continuing to build that. And I hope to have that same relationship with my kids um, when I get older as well. Um, <laughs> girl I wouldn't say that but my birthday's around the corner so um yeah so then um and apart from my mom I just had the pleasure of having like a lot of great female bosses um that they've just shown me like how like our strengths can actually add so much value um and show me never to like belittle myself or put myself down um because if they had done that, they would not be in the positions that they are in today. Um, and I really appreciate learning from them professionally and personally, because a lot of them are like invested in what I do with my career as well. Um, and then these two lovely ladies right here, I love them a lot. Um, and I do, I, even though you guys are younger than me, I look up to you guys as well. Um, don't start. <laughs> okay. No, she's like six. Exactly. So, um, was a monkey. We were both laying in the crib. So, but I feel like I don't know. I know my age, but I feel like I'm more mature than what my age is. So sometimes I get stuck in the rut of like I'm not on that wavelength of a lot of other people my age. Mm -hmm. Um, so it is what it is. People are very immature because I feel like if we're looking at like maturity level i feel like possibly you're like 35 and i'm like 29 <laughs> but then Muna, i feel like you could be like 28 <laughs> but you might be you're 29, right there, no, you're not 29 with me you're gonna be 29 with me yeah and then i but just feel like i'm like 72 as well yeah and then yeah. i feel like some people i meet we be they be older than me and i'll be like you're literally 18 like what are you talking about <laughs> yeah real age 18. what it's, it's like does this not click for you it's not mapping like I don't know. Common sense is not common for everyone. Nope. It's not. So I, I don't know. I also want to give a, a shout out to my aunties as well because auntie, auntie. They okay. So most of my aunts have had all boys. Mm -hmm. That is like the What's thing the in my family. They each have like three boys. So, <laughs> so you know, like whenever I go home and stuff, they just make me feel so special. Like they have ample amount of time to talk to me and um you know connect with me and stuff um granted they're like you're the daughter that I always wanted but <laughs> at the same time um you can just see how apparent the love is and the support and they really just have my best interest at heart so I think that's pretty much just irreplaceable oh yeah <laughs> we skipped one. which one do we skip we skipped um and I feel like we should probably have one more person that's white skin here to discuss this. Oh lord! I can hold it down. Oh my god! Y'all gonna be No, what's happening? So the the question was, um, y'all just know deep down inside. I yeah, dark skin, we were so talking I'm not deep down inside. We were talking about, um, you know, what we saw in media, like growing up, um, and one of the things that divides women in our community, especially. Um, and then it's colorism. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, it's crazy because I feel like I don't even understand how colorism really is a thing. 
because all but you know how it started well yes Mm -hmm. yes 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 um so it was it was a I literally feel like it was a situation of like a puppet master and strings Mm -hmm. and they coordinated to where yeah someone told us we were inferior if you hear it enough you're gonna believe it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so So that is what happened um, but now I feel like it's not getting any better because I see oh twitter I see on twitter all the time where like somebody's like um or a dark-skinned woman will, will be like appreciating herself or saying like she's gorgeous mm-hmm. and she'll be like oh look at my highly melanated skin and then somebody in the comments and they don't even have to be light-skinned but somebody in the comments gotta come and tear her down mm-hmm. and they're like why does it have to be about skin color why did why did it have to be about race like it is typically it is somebody light-skinned that I see say something about that but when I see a light-skinned person say appreciate themselves i barely 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 not saying that that it doesn't happen but i barely see somebody dark skin say something negative about somebody like there's definitely less pushback for sure and i'm just like why is it a bad thing for us to appreciate ourselves because i don't think they not they certain people thought we would get to a place where we would I don't think certain people thought we would get to a place where we would appreciate ourselves yeah so so now that we do and like you know the whole liberation of women and the whole liberation of darker complexions um because yeah they don't know how to act because or react dark men are appreciated now because dark skin men were not appreciated a lot before either mm-hmm. um but dark skin men are it's like it was a whole 180 um and dark skin men are definitely appreciated now more than us the appreciation for us is growing but it's still these gnats still like trying to come mm-hmm. yeah sometimes i just don't feel like we're in last place not that it's a race but if we're saying something in a chronological order we are at the bottom of the totem pole um which is we, we is disheartening to me been. it's like we, we were never sore losers mm-hmm. you know we accepted how people oh, we didn't accept sorry we knew how people saw us um and we just kind of had to go from there it's not like you can just sit there and change people's viewpoints overnight Mm -hmm. but we are starting to change it and people are bitter but it's not like we're hating we've never hated on you because black women are the cheerleaders of everyone like we literally carry the team (laughs) tbh but what are your thoughts daniel i feel like I definitely know that this has been a problem, but I've never been the type of person that's like, oh, you're too dark or you're dark skinned, so mm-hmm. you're not that cute. I've well, always. I'm saying I'm definitely. <laughs> like, I'm me? Saying, no. I'm no. like, wait a minute now. We're about to go back. Um, I feel like all my life I've always tried to preach, like, just because you're light skinned, that doesn't make you cute. Like, <laughs> I don't understand where this thought process has come into play where you think that you are born light-skinned and automatically you get this cute card or you get this I'm better than card because a lot of these women that like are so stuck on women and men that are stuck on like the color portion of who you are usually have terrible personalities which make them ugly right (laughs) and I just don't understand like Literally, I've always wanted to be darker. I'd be like, yeah, I'm dark skin. <laughs> I'm like, I don't care what y'all talking about. Listen, I like, I just think that dark skin is so beautiful. And I don't understand how you could really think that because somebody has darker skin that they're less than. I'm like, do you see this even skin tone? I'd be patchy in the summer. I got dark <laughs> shoulders. 
light underarms. I'm like, I got light. It's weird. And I'd hate it. And I'm like, I wish that I was this nice velvety chocolate, dark chocolate special, dark chocolate color that was even all across all of the areas. I feel like your skin tone like belongs to you. Like I I can't imagine you being any other shade. I know. I love myself, but Mm -hmm. I'm just like, there's so many things that I find so beautiful that come from darker skin tones that Mm -hmm. I'm just like how could you ever just be like no you're ugly and and it's not even that you're ugly as a person it's ugly solely based on physicality your color and Mm -hmm. I'm like no because I've seen way more beautiful black women than I have light-skinned women so (laughs) to me it's like I don't know where y'all got this narrative or who y'all let put that in your head but it's negative yeah Yeah. well while we wish more people had like the type of lens that you have I don't think it all boils down to you know your physical features like you said Mm -hmm. like personality wise you know anyone can have an ugly personality Mm -hmm. which will in turn make them ugly it doesn't matter what you look like right um so yeah but my thing is just like the the inferiority complex that's what really gets me it's just because like just because you know you maybe your ancestors saw someone that looked like me um in the fields and not you know elsewhere in a shaded environment um (laughs) that you know you got this ideology but I I just want to get to a place where we don't pass it down to generations on generations because it's just really negative it is and I feel I feel like we're definitely I think we need to get to a point where it's not even recognized at all. Like right. you shouldn't have to go like, oh my gosh, you're a dark skinned, beautiful woman. Like, no, you're a beautiful woman. Period. That's what you are. Like, <laughs> I, I hate the fact that we have to do that, but I also feel like because so much um, talking down on darker skinned women has got us to the point where people that actually do appreciate all of the colors on the spectrum have to say like, I love your skin. You're beautiful. How you are, like, and you kind of have to uplift mm-hmm. to try. And I think people try to compensate for what damage has been done in the past. And I want to get to the point where it doesn't matter what color you are. You're beautiful regardless. Yeah. yeah. And I think also a part of the problem is like the makeup community, because um, for a long time there were so many shades that were not being made, mm. but we we were mm-hmm. all here already. What is nude? Right. <laughs> oh my for who? You know, uh, we're honestly all... Right. Thank you. <laughs> Maybe looking ghostly. Anywho, um, so it's just the fact that a lot of companies weren't even like trying to incorporate mm-hmm. um certain skin tones or um certain complexions. It just I feel like them not feeling the need to do it made us feel like oh well screw us like we don't need to you know do certain things like this or we're not included in this um Mm -hmm. like in this you know like in this uh what am I trying to say? Yeah, I could Like you yeah. said, it just wasn't like, accessible. It's not yeah. yeah, and it wasn't inclusive. Um, that's why I love my wife, you guys, Rihanna, if you don't know who my wife is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I feel like she really put all, like all shades on the map and really tried to have something for everyone. Now, there's no way to get a 100% match of Mm -hmm. everything, but she at least widened the spectrum to be like, hey, there's all these other people that are here. Rihanna really forced 
the makeup community to get it the fuck together. Okay. <laughs> they were like, as soon as she released all them shades, they were like, we got 26 new shades. We have more. She even went to like pale, pale white. Mm-hmm. She was like, I see all that. Y'all see her, her counter in Sephora is like it's long. Yes. yes. And there's and black people that's albino. Like I really mm-hmm. just think about like literally all spectrum like all shades on the spectrum mm-hmm. like there were so many underrepresented groups mm-hmm. that like I really feel like she did a good job of like including them yeah and she's expanding all the time mm-hmm. so it's like she always has something for somebody and yeah. if she doesn't she's working on it already and for men too she shows, got y'all too <laughs> yeah like her fashion shows and stuff like they have all Body kinds positive. of people all kinds of people from all walks of life in there mm-hmm. like looks. you go like oh she's cute like I, I didn't think like this is not your a typical ideal model in your mind but you see why she is a model or you see mm-hmm. why he is a model because yeah. they got this that and the third right so, so yeah we appreciate you miss fenty mm-hmm. yes why mm-hmm. fenty doing great <laughs> um what's your take on it chanel in terms of colorism i feel like you know what danielle is saying is true like there's a lot of times where when I talk about myself, I'm just like, I am a pretty dark skinned woman. Mm-hmm. And that's because growing up, my mother instilled that in me mm-hmm. um, because my dad was a, a very much so a very dark skinned man. Mm-hmm. And up until almost like the third grade, I was bullied because I was dark skinned. Mm-hmm. So my mom, she instilled the whole like, you know, the darker the berry thing. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> like literally so I've always pride myself on that. And I've always had friends that were lighter skinned. So I'm usually the darkest one in the group. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I definitely see where you're coming from in terms of just saying like, I'm a beautiful dark skinned woman, because I feel like not only am I a beautiful black woman, mm-hmm. but my dark skin, just creme de la creme. Okay. Contributes to you. And that's, women yeah. Women of the sun. Oh, I love that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we're gonna start using you should trademark it why not you can try i'm sure somebody else has said that before okay <laughs> but did they trademark but did they trademark it, it? but did, right it, it does it didn't happen if you don't no yes. for real and when you trademark it i will help you with your season this is okay <laughs> <laughs> yes okay well i think this is awesome um i really loved our chat today and um you know we still have a lot more to talk about right you know us okay now <laughs> so there's definitely a part two that you need to tune into which is going to be on not so peachy y'all are so lucky i know right honestly you get to- <laughs> okay. in a week, <laughs> in a week. <laughs> <laughs> yes well thank you guys for coming on um and we'll see you in your world in just a little bit Bye-bye. thanks for listening you stop it 